0: Hello, and welcome to the Gurkha Welfare Trust's new podcast. The Gurkha Welfare Trust has been providing financial, medical, and community aid in Nepal for over 50 years. This series of podcasts is our way of sharing a few of the stories of those we help, as well as some exclusive interviews with some of our most interesting friends of the Trust. Today, I'll be introducing Nims Purja, MBE, a Gurkha veteran and mountain climbing legend. When Nims joined the forces, he had his heart set on one thing a challenge which took him to the highest peaks around the world and one that has consumed his every day since. In 189 days, Nims completed his challenge to climb the top of the 14 tallest mountains on the planet, beating the world record by more than seven years. We caught up with Nims earlier this year to chat about his incredible achievements and his new book, Beyond Possible, One Soldier, 14 Peaks, My Life in the Death Zone.
1: So Nims, where did it all begin? Please tell us a little bit about your home and uh, in Nepal and your Gurkha connections. So I was born in the western part of Nepal, uh, Magdi Dana, which is a very remote part of the country. So I had a really humble kind of you know upbringing. Um, we came from a really poor family, but. Since my two brothers joined the Gurkhas, um, it kind of you know, changed for better for us. So both of brothers wanted, you know, both of their siblings, which is myself and my sister Anita, to go to a boarding school uh, for better education. Um, so we moved to Chitwan, uh, which is the most flat and the warmest part of the country, and that's where I grew up. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of you know my pretty much in you know, a childhood background.
0: And was your father a Gurkha before?
1: Yes, my father was uh, was in the Indian Gurkhas. So yeah. And um, moving on to your sort of teenage years, at what point did you uh, decide that uh, you wanted to go for Gurkha selection? Mm, to be honest, you know, as soon as like you know, I saw my brothers, you know, when they come, you know, on leave in Nepal and all. You know, when, when, by just living, you know, by just witnessing, you know, you know, how their lifestyle is, you know, we, we used to call them like a hero in the Nepalese community. So, yeah, I just wanted to be a Gurkha and I had only one objective since I was a kid, just to be a Gurkha. So, yeah. And did you, in those early days, come across the Gurkha Welfare Scheme, as it was then called, in Nepal? Had you any experience of them? So I was, I was very young at that stage. Um, on one instance, though, um, my mother was really ill, and, um, my brother had to, um, you know, fly over to Nepal to, to look after that. That's when I visited, um, the Gurkha Welfare Center in Chitwan, and that was the first time where I kind of knew about it.
0: the peaks that
1: you climb do you have a favorite um i think i should say k2 is the favorite um yeah first one k2 and i would say uh, the second one would be broad peak <laughs> Particular yeah. reasons why so in k2 um that's where i kind of doubted my ability and that's purely because 95 percent of the climbers that season had given up um and only five person who remained at the base camp were were there, you know, hoping that Nims and his team will come and set the fixed line for us so that we can summit. So, the pressure was huge. But when I look at the video of, you know, like from the sherpas who were leading that, you know, um, the leading in terms of setting the fixed lines, it was quite um, intimidating because it was such a deep snow and w- you know one of the sherpa was taken away by the by the avalanche and all but yeah but then obviously you know we went and and did it we we set the fixed lines for you know not only our team but for everyone else so that was you know one thing that's why it's special in terms of broad peak i summited k2 back to base camp i parted with the team because it was a celebration 3 hours sleep maybe even less then i went to the summit of broad peak directly from the base camp um our oxygen ran out uh, the weather was so bad, so we were climbing the last push without oxygen in this really, really horrendous weather. Um, and we still managed to obviously you know, keep going and, and be back safe. So that's why these are two favourites.
0: The Everest photo. Yeah. <laughs> so when you took that picture, did you realise or did you think this is going to be popular?
1: Now, when I took that famous Everest picture, I took it for only one reason. That was i had said to the world that i was going to break nine speed world records and one of them was breaking my own record which was from the summit of everest to the summit of lhotse i had done that in 10 hours 15 minutes before in 2017 so i wanted to do that in 6 hours and being able to be stuck in that traffic i couldn't do that so that was just an evidence to show the world if somebody put fingers at me and say you didn't break that record so that was but it took a, it took a completely different toll yeah and what was your reaction when you saw how viral that picture had gone? Uh, for me, I was uh, a bit upset because I was still in that process of raising the funding and we had such a you know project possible, was in jeopardy and all. But people like famous photographer, big articles, newspaper agency were using my picture without even giving a credit or without paying anything. So that was a bit like, hey, come on, guys, you know. Please, you know, understand. Can you not see that I'm dying here to complete this project? It would be really nice if you could do a favor. Um, yeah.
0: Advice for anybody that wants to start climbing?
1: Um, yeah, just go and do it. You know, you've got to start somewhere else. You know, I wear Cramp and for the first time when I was 29 year old, it's never too late to start anything. Just go and do it.
0: How are you going to top 14 Peaks? What happens next?
1: Well, for the next, you know, I can't say. But what I can say is it's going to be something with the big mountains. There will be a lots of, of course, you know, partying and, and all that as well. And, uh, yeah, something, you know, significant. So hopefully you know, I can announce that project soon. So who who's your audience who is the book for so the book is for everyone i should say because we all have our own mountains to climb Uh, and through this book you will find hopefully you know solutions a way to to overcome any adversity that you know the the world is throwing at you Um, and the biggest thing what you will learn from this book is you know having that extra you know a fire from your chest to believe in yourself when nobody believes in because self-belief is something that no one can take away from you um and you know throughout my whole life as i said you know from growing up in a very remote village of nepal to getting into the Gurkhas, you know flying submarine and being you know able to serve with with the world in a top elite forces um and having done some of the of the craziest thing that you know you can only see that in a movie or, or whatever, then leading into this project, what that means is you don't need to have rich parents to do that. You don't need to have all these facilities and opportunities. You can carve your own path. You can you can kind of you know like you know crave your path where you want to go, but that comes with the hard work, dedications, you know determination. Positive mindset and all that, and we all have that. We just need to dig a bit deeper and and find your strength and kind of you know, fully drive in that. So yeah, it's for everybody. In so in those moments when you're, there must be moments when you're on the mountain side where you're yeah. doubting yourself and you're doubting that you're going to be able to do it. What's going through your head? Of course, there were really tough moments. You know, uh, where uh, being completely honest. I had wished that, you know, sometimes the avalanche just comes and kills me. That would be indexed. It's so painful sometimes, you know, and there were moments where I haven't slept for almost like 19 days, you know, and I'm just climbing. I literally fall asleep as I climb. I used to slap myself and, and like, you know, come on, you know, and, and, and this is the thing, but it's all about how much you want it, you know, and also for me, I didn't want to set this world record to, to gain name or fame. I didn't want to do this world record to, to make money. I just wanted to show the world that what human body is capable of doing it. And in light, and in line with that, i wanted to you know highlight the name of the Nepalese climbers you know which i believe you know they have been always the heroes of a thousanders and all but they never got the right credibility and all and equally uh, i wanted to raise the voice about climate change and global warming through the platform that i have because that is something huge for me and i believe that if we as a world doesn't react now and if we don't make changes within next you know two decades you know we're gonna we're going to have to suffer through a huge you know, catastrophic failure in terms of the human survival. So this is where, you know, uh, and those are the lines that I'm working on. And I really believe in, in those visions. And that kind of give me a bit of a you know, fire in my belly to, to push harder when I'm going through really toughness. And then I tell you, man, you know, my success is not a coincidence. Um, what does your wife think of uh, your 14-peak challenge? Uh, I think my wife was, you know, she has always been supportive. She's one of the greatest women that I have ever, you know, came across, not only in terms as a wife, but as a, as a female, strong, personal. But equally, she also let me do my own thing where I'm, I'm happy. If I'm not happy... The home is not going to be happy anyway. But she had a bit of, at first she was a bit sad because, you know, I'm not only leaving special forces, sacrificing almost nearly a million in a dollar worth of pension, but also I remortgaged my house and put every equities in, in the project. So she was like, come on. But she supported and I'm, I'm thankful for that. where
0: can you buy the book and when will it come out?
1: So you can buy the book from website nimsthai.com over there you'll get the link to the book and you can order from either Waterstones or Amazon those links are over there and the book is out on 12th of November
0: you've been listening to Nim's Perger interviewed by the Gurkha Welfare Trust we'd like to thank Nim's for sharing his incredible life story with us Please subscribe to our podcast if you would like to hear more stories from the brave veterans we help, along with exclusive interviews with others like NIMS. If you'd like to learn more about the Gurkha Welfare Trust, then visit gwt.org.uk where you'll find everything you need to know. Thank you for your support and thank you so much for listening.